Joseph, Joseph, come on up here. Joseph and I have a lot in common. We both have three daughters and a son. He has a heartbeat for the Lord and has been serving him for a long time. Joseph has, as I was saying, Joseph has a heartbeat for the Lord, and God has gifted him as well in delivering the word of the uh, word of God to uh, those that are willing to listen, and uh, we want to do that right now. So, Joseph, you open God's word and have your way. Yeah. You don't okay. need a mic. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, good morning. <laughs> Greetings from Togo. Togo is a small country in West Africa, but big heart for God. I believe you. We thank the Lord for this church for supporting us since we were in Cameroon as missionaries with Awana International. And since then, they have not stopped. (laughs) They continued. Some churches stopped, but you continued. God bless you. Well, those who knew me for the past five years, you have seen that I have put on a little weight. You see my stomach? You see my stomach is giving glory to God. Yeah, that's what my stomach is saying. So, praise God for that. Well, I would like my wife to come up. We have a gift for the church. Pastor, please can you come up? This uh, made from ebony wood, very strong wood with different colors. Uh, this a sign to say that thank you. You see, people holding the world like holding Togo up or Africa up, and the people represented Long Jack Baptist Church members holding Togo, supporting. So, if you get this, you continue to pray for us. Uh, and thank you for supporting us. Because if you don't support, we will fall. You see? <laughs> don't let us fall. <laughs> we came uh, last Friday. Oh, last Monday. Because we missed our flight from New Jersey to... Kansas City. I will be flying out on 11, uh, May 11 to Washington State where I have two churches there to preach on and give reports as well. But my wife will be staying. She doesn't eat much like me, so you go ahead and invite her. I eat a lot, and I'm glad I eat a lot. Because when I die, I can no more eat, so I have to eat before I die. Please, let's take our Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 2. They can't see your pretty face, so I'm going to Yes, thank you. Yeah, now I can see everybody now. Thank you, Pastor. I'm glad I'm so short. I'm glad I'm short. Acts chapter 2. We will read verse 1 and 2. 
and jump to verse 40 to 47. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, and we'll jump to read verse 40 to 47. Well, Brother Kokuvi has already alerted you that when Africans are here, don't, don't look at your watch. We, don't, we have come here to worship. So uh, I have asked permission from Pastor, we will eat at 2 p.m. <laughs> I hope no one will run away. I'm glad the doors are locked. <laughs> Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, and we'll jump to read verse 40. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as one of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Verse 40 to 47. And with many other words he testified and exhausted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread through from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day in this uh, wonderful church for fellowship. I pray that no one goes home empty without receiving encouraged by your word. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts chapter 2 is the beginning of the birth of the church. And since then, the apostles had a lot of persecution. I was watching uh, news with Mama Lynn uh, in the week. We were watching uh, Newsmax. And I have found that there were people taking away Bibles or hiding their Bibles. And it's a sign of a persecution. And it's still coming, it will come. But where are we as Christians? I'm glad we had a lot of songs that has pointed us to the Lord Jesus Christ and also to our faith to stand firm in whom we believe. If you are in the U.S., especially Long Jack, 
You may not understand what persecution is. You must go out and see. And test and feel what persecution is. And persecution is real. It's not only taking away the Bibles. When we go back into the apostles' life in the beginning of the church, we have seen how the Pharisees, the Jews, the Gentiles had persecuted and killed individual Christians and collectively. This persecution attack will never stop. It will never stop that then Jesus comes to translate the church into his heaven. And we are hoping and looking forward for that. Christianity, to me, coming from a background of a voodoo worship background, in fact, Christianity is the best religion man can decide to follow. It's not America, it's not an American religion. It's not the Jews religion. It's not African religion. And I can say it's not a religion. It's a person in the name of Jesus Christ in whom we trust with our whole life till death do us apart. Satan, knowing the benefits of the local church and the universal church, he tries. He tries every time, every second to persecute the church. When I call the church, I'm talking about you as a believer in Jesus Christ, as an individual, before we talk about the local church. Being persecuted, Satan uses lots of different techniques, tactics to discourage us, to abandon our faith. The song we just sang said, I have decided. Noah has decided for me. I have decided to follow Jesus. The cross is before me and the world is behind me. Do you believe these words? Do you believe this? Sometimes, <laughs> I don't, I, well, the persecution in Africa is different from persecution in the U.S., I know. But the list you are having, I pray that you stand firm. We will look into five tactics or ways Satan uses to persecute us, but sometimes we don't know. The first one is in Philippians chapter 2, Philippians, when we come to church in Africa, we always go to the Bible. We don't say we, to prove that what we are saying is God says, not man says. Philippians chapter 2, chapter 3, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 8. If someone finds it, can read it for me. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 8. 
Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Let nothing be done selfish, ambition, or conceit, but lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. And verse 8 is saying, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Satan prevents humility in the local churches. Humility. Sometimes if we think uh, we are handsome than somebody, we, we become proud of our beauty. Or sometimes if we have some dollars in our pocket or in our wallet, and someone doesn't have the same amount like mine, it makes people proud. And doesn't want to humble himself. Or sometimes if you have a big belly, someone doesn't have it. You think he's starving, I'm eating enough. So that person doesn't humble himself. No. Humility is something that the Lord allows us. And he set an example in this verse. Saying, he being in appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even death on the cross. That's humility. God in heaven came down to be among men. We need to humble ourselves despite our social positions. We need to humble ourselves. That has caused a lot of split in the churches. Because I'm a big man, whatever I say, the church must obey. That's not true. We're in a local church, everybody's idea is important. And if they don't take yours, that doesn't mean you are useless. It means you, are, you have contributed in some way or the other. So let us humble ourselves in all ways. Because Satan can use us to cause division among us and cause uh, persecution as well. In Psalm 133 verse 1, we read that in the week during our fellowship. Um, Psalm 133, 133, verse 1. Psalm 133, verse 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. Unity. Satan doesn't want us to be unified. He, he wants us to split. When I came in, I saw new faces. New, very new faces. Faces I have, never, I have not seen in the past five years. 
where are the old where are the old faces there are a few old faces anyway there are old fa- old faces but they are no more one reason or the other they are no more here i pray next four or five years the lord allows me to come again if he doesn't come I pray I will see the same face I have seen now with new ones. That's my prayer. Because unity, we need each other to be unified. You alone cannot form, cannot be unified. One person cannot be unified. We need people to be unified. So some is saying, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. Enemy loves it when churches split. When staff teams compete. When church leaders do not go along. Dear brethren, in Long Junk, we're the same family. Different colors. Same Lord. Different colors. Same Lord. Satan kills the church but discourages souls and neighbors to come to Christ because the saints, the so-called Christians, are not together. Where is the Christian faith? How do you prove that Christianity is the best to be if we are fighting among ourselves? But Satan, he likes that. Let us fight for unity in spirit, in vision, in oneness, in one thing. We need to fight for that. We pray the Lord will bless us in all as we wish. The three techniques Satan uses is he prevents joy. Paul said rejoice, I say rejoice in the Lord. Joy, the letter G, comes from Jesus. And only in Jesus we can have joy. Whether we have plenty or less, with Jesus is enough. Whether you're in good health or not, with Jesus we need to be joyful every day in our lives. It's very much important as Christians. Number four. The techniques Satan uses to persecute the church is to prevent our commitment. He prevents individual commitment to the Lord. First Peter, the book of the epistle of Peter, chapter uh, the first epistle of Peter, chapter two. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. But you are a chosen. The Holy Spirit through Peter is 
speaking to you and I individually. So, when reading, put your name inside. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Look the position the Lord has put us. This is a, a, a royal position. I said I am better than the president of the republic. Very much important, except the president of the republic is a Christian, then we are of the same level. If he doesn't, I am much, much important than him in the face of Christ because I am bought by the blood of Christ. Very much important. And he put me to be a royal, <laughs> royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own, his own people. So that we can proclaim his praises who has called us out of darkness into the light. Before I was saved, I was really in the dark. Physical dark and spiritual dark. So I understand very well where I was coming from and where I'm going. This clings to my heart to go along with Christ who has saved me from the dark into the light. You, sitting now, hearing, if you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, you are still in the dark. In the sense that when you die, you go to hell. Hell is not a, light, a, a place of light. It's a place of darkness. You are in the dark because only the Holy Scripture can enlighten you to see clearly where you are. I was not saved, but when I was with my people in the dark, I did not know. Till the Lord opened my eyes to see. Now I see that oh, I was in a horrible place. If the Lord has not opened your eyes, you will never know where you are. Only the Holy Scriptures can enlighten you to see where you are. The relationship you have... The, well, we are all Christians of God. We are all Christians of God. But not all are children of God. Before you become a, children of, a child of God, you must have a relationship, personal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. His holy nation. Oh, special people. 
Satan doesn't want us to know this so that we can commit to he who has called us to this light. Sometimes we forget about our position in Jesus when life turns back to us. If life turns back to us, God doesn't. Life may turn back to us by sickness, by bankrupt, by many things, but Jesus is in it. He will. We must continue to commit ourselves to this holy calling. We call it the holy calling of God. Number five, Satan prevents peace. He doesn't want us to know the peace we have with God. The peace of God is such a great gift that enemy doesn't want you to have. In Romans chapter 12, verse 18, Romans 12, 18, oh, it's a reconciliation verse I like so much personally. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peacefully, peaceably with all men. If it depends on you, if it depends on you, then live peaceably with all men. Satan doesn't want us to live in peace with our brethren, with our neighbors. He doesn't want us. He wants us to retaliate. He wants us to retaliate. If you do me, I do you. African saying. It's an African saying. You do me, I do you. It's American too. Oh, okay. So it's a universal saying. You do me, I do you. The Bible doesn't say that. If it depends on me, I should be in peace with all. So we must seek the peace, not the other person. Even if that person doesn't come to seek peace or to seek forgiveness, you must forgive him because we did not ask Jesus to come to forgive us. Do we? Do we ask Jesus to come to forgive us? I don't think so. He chose to come to make peace with us. So to, 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 to take his path, his example, we must do the same to go and seek peace. Satan doesn't like that. He wants retaliation. You do me, I do you. Dear brothers and sisters, these are simple things but very serious in our Christian society. And we must cling to this personally. Well, I can say that's the introduction to my sermon. <laughs> now, let's go to the real sermon now. 
what is the antidote of preventing humility, unity, joy, commitment, and peace in our lives? Go back to the Bible. Go back to the Bible. No words from other people, but what the Bible says is the best. Do you read your Bible daily? How often do you read your Bible? When I was coming, I saw our daily bread uh, devotional booklet there. That's a good booklet to be using daily as a personal devotion or family devotion. Some people might have other ways. Please do that. It helps. How can you follow someone if you don't understand him? How can you follow somebody if we, you don't understand him? To follow God, you must, we must understand him by reading the Bible daily. It's like eating our best food every day. Without food, we will be weak. I, especially, I will be weak. That's why I'm trying to empty the fridge of the midgets. The midget, where are you? Ah, you know, you know me. I try to empty. <laughs> and they go, then they go to the grocery stores every day because of me. God bless you for that. <laughs> we need the Bible. We need to read. Every day before we go to work or when you come back to work before you go to bed. Without, you will be weak and Satan will make you astray. May the Lord help us as individual, not as a whole church, but as individual, young or old, to cling to the, to the Lord and know that Satan uses a lot of different to, to persecute you, the church. If you are not yet in Christ, the door is open now. After the worship, you can come to talk to pastor. I want to accept Christ as my savior. He can show you, help you to understand what salvation is. Without Christ, you are empty. You are hopeless. You are dead and smelly. You need Christ, the Holy Spirit, to revive, to revive you and know who you are. You will enjoy it. You will enjoy it. I am in my 40th year of my salvation. 40, 40, 40 year. 40th year. Pastor, will you make a celebration for me? Anniversary, 40th anniversary of my salvation. I think so. It was in April. It was April 1983. 40 years. Amen. I never regretted being a Christian. Amen. Always glad to be who I am. Praise Lord. And may his name be glorified in our lives. And know that. 
there's still the persecution of the church in our day. Stand firm for the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep us all till he comes or till we go in glory. God bless you.